from St. Joseph, Missouri, here is Travis Lee Hartman. I don't know how we're going to lead into this, but what's your shirt say? Way fresh beer. Or very very fresh. fresh beer. It's from a brewery crushed by giants. That's in not Chicago. that bad. No, it's not bad. It depends on your palate. I think mine's mostly. We haven't anything. Probably. We haven't had anything that 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 hot. That hot in a bit. That's what she said. That could be. That's probably it. That's our lead in. Wayne in with Travis Hartman, episode 38. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm just double-checking we're recording, and we are. We can travel over there. I'll give you your time. I'll give you your time. Just hold on, <laughs> okay? B-Money, the producer, we are here at the TH Boxy facility. I feel like it's been a bit since it's just been you and me and me and you. I don't remember. So anyways, uh, we are here. We have a lot to talk about today, folks. Uh, so depending on when you're seeing this, subscribe below. Hit it. Smash it. Love it. Smack it with whatever you got. Hit the thumb up. That's what he said. That is what somebody said. I don't know. So uh, appreciate the support to our media partners, TH Boxing, Gulfstream Financial, and IF Enterprises. As always, thank you so much. So we can travel. Let's just get this out of the way now. Okay. Show me what you're working with. Show me what you're working with, Carl. Okay. So be money. Didn't know about this outfit until he comes walking in. Never. I, for, once again, I think the folks that listen to us all the gosh, listen to us all the time know, I don't know about these things. For the uh, listening audience, I'm looking at a man, I think a man, who's wearing a onesie. A onesie. It's a red onesie with American flags and fireworks going off all over it. Because? Shorts. Short sleeve shirt. Onesie with a zip up. Because America. Because America. And this is... It's pretty bright, huh? One of many reasons why the rest of the world hates us. <laughs> is this why we're getting shadow banned? Because we love America so much that Weekend Trav dresses up and shows his love for America? I do love America. F yeah. Love that movie. Um, so anyways, that's the Weekend Trav get up today. I got, I got another one too for next week as well. Great. Thank you for the, uh, the hint the war- at that. The warning. So. The warning is a, uh, there's a warning label, I think, on this episode already. Parental advisory. <laughs> Parental <laughs> advisory. So anyways, we are here. We are uh, uh, here for you guys. I was about to say something else just because of your outfit. Anyways, Weekend Trav, cigar and everything. You're, you're channeling the old, uh, old Slick Willie over there. You know, there was an old boxing dude. His name was Burt Sugar. Like, what a cool name anyway. Burt Sugar. Great boxing mind, like a historian. Passed away like three or four years ago, I believe. But the dude always had a cigar. Of course, with the name Burt Sugar. I feel like cigar is probably for sure, but I always had a cigar. So I don't know. I kind of want to channel my inner Burt Sugar today. That's cool. You don't have. It's cool- not lit. I'm just but it. Yeah, but you don't have cool names anymore. Where are the cool names at? I mean, Tyson Fury is a cool name. I mean, you, you, that's a boxer's name, right? Yeah. I mean, for sure. Like, yeah. Tyson, anything Tyson is definitely but a boxer. Fury. Yeah. 
So he's going to unleash the fury on Joshua. And, and we're not even talking about them today. So we're going to talk about a handful of things. Uh, if you caught our last episode, we had given you some updates on some fights that were happening this weekend that just occurred. We are filming on Monday. And so there are a couple of big matches that, that happen on Saturday. I'm going to toss it over here to Weekend Trav so we can talk about those and um, just kind of get your take on the way those turned out. And then uh, going forward, what are we looking at into the next few weeks here? So Weekend Trav, give us an update. What occurred all on DAZN on Saturday? Hold on. Let me take a cigar. Hmm. Okay. So what happened was... <laughs> You enjoy, you enjoyed that <laughs> way too much, by the way. I think I saw your tongue roll. All right, face. easy, okay. Tiger. What? There he is. Okay, so the uh, zone uh, Virgil Ortiz um, at one forty-seven welterweight fought Maurice Hooker, who is actually a former world champion, oh. and Maurice Hooker. We'll talk more about this later, but Maurice Hooker was being trained by. Terrence Crawford's trainer and manager, Brian Bo Mac McIntyre. So Terrence Crawford was in attendance, by the way, ringside. However, Virgil Ortiz won in, by seventh round knockout. I predicted a fourth round knockout. Mm-hmm. However, it was still a knockout, mm-hmm. but I predicted fourth round, so I missed the round, but I knew it was going to be a knockout. I just knew it was going to be a knockout. And it was a, good, it was a good knockout. Like Maurice Hooker is a good fighter. He was a world champion, so I can't talk crap on him because he was a world champion. He's long, I think he only lost one fight before this as well. So this is only his second loss. So Virgil Ortiz was 16-0 with 16 knockouts. Now he's 17-0 with 17 knockouts. Mm. And we spoke briefly about him last episode, and he's only 22 years Really old. under the radar. That guy is oh. really under the radar. He's catching, he's, he's catching a lot of momentum now, and a lot of uh, people are watching him because you don't see that often nowadays. 17-0 with 17 knockouts, right. especially in the welterweight division. So this kid, he, he's definitely the next coming of the division. However, I will say that I wasn't like crazy, crazy impressed, even though he did uh, stop Maurice Hooker. Um, I don't know. There was something I think he needs a little bit of time still because they brought up in the post-fight interview, hey, you know, Terrence Crawford's ringside, would you like to fight him? And the guy is really classy and humble, uh, Virgil Ortiz. He was just like, you know what, I'll fight whoever they put me in front of, blah, 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 all this other stuff. So I don't think he's ready for a Terrence mm. Crawford. But to be fair, not very many people are ready for a Terrence Crawford. But he's still young. He's only 22 years old. If he's smart, he waits till the Errol Spences and Terrence Crawfords get a little bit older. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of on the downslide, which even those guys on the downslide are still great if we're being honest, but I think he needs to wait for those guys to kind of go on the downside a little bit more, and he needs to get a little bit more fights under his belt because he's only 17-0. I mean, like, the guy's only 17-0, so he's still super young. I mean, Terrence Crawford's 30-0. Like, all these guys, um, Errol Spence, I think Errol Spence is in the 20s, 23 or 24-0. So he needs a little more experience. still at 22, right? Yeah, 22 22 years old. Yeah, that's a Kid's got raw power, though. Raw power, can fight, he's got a chin. Um, He was a little marked up. Yep. Maurice Hooker actually touched him a little bit. He yep. was a little marked up. So the kid can fight. The kid's got a chin, of course. He comes from a Mexican background, and it's very, very well known in the boxing community is most Mexicans have a chin. Mm-hmm. Like, you never see a Mexican with a glass chin. You never see a Mexican with a chin like Amir Khan. Guys get knocked out easy. You just don't. They're usually tough. They're gritty. They fight their butts off. And I would say Virgil Ortiz is definitely on that. Uh, same level as most Mexican fighters. Yeah. He might be above it. We'll, we'll see. It's still early, but he's only 22. But he is 17-0, 17 knockouts. 
And so uh, I saw some video footage after the fights, you know, to, to your point, humble, that sort of thing. So that tells you, yeah, he still has a lot of career left before he gets not humble like a lot of yep. these guys are. Uh, but spent a couple hours just with the fans after, even before getting to back to the hotel, yeah. signing stuff, doing all the, all the right stuff, all the PR stuff. So, uh, so to me, humility is a big thing for me in sports. He still has it. That's awesome. My question, though, for him, though, what do you think is the next step? For a guy like this who, who people probably aren't aware of, well, they're starting to now. Maybe now he headlined his own car. Yeah, so. yeah, but where, where does he go next? I don't think he wants the level of the Terrence Crawfords, Errol Spences, or any of those guys, or even the Sean Porters. He's not there yet. I think he still needs a couple more stepping stones mm. for sure. And I don't know exactly who that is, but golden boy is very smart de la hoya is very smart about who he puts his fighters in with and right. i think they have a very very good chance to build another canelo type of fighter with that mexican background and that mexican following so whoever he fights next they better be really careful i think they're going to be very very careful and they're going to match him properly right but i don't think he should fight a big fight for a couple of years to be honest mm. i think he needs another year or so of more seasoning if they want to bring this kid along correctly Give him another year or two, you know, four, five, six more fights, and then put him in a big-time fight, like a Crawford fight or a Spence fight or, or any of the welterweights. I mean, you have everybody out there now. You have Danny right. Garcia. You have Keith Thurman still. You still have Manny Pacquiao there. So hopefully Manny Pacquiao will be retired by the time he actually gets to that level. But he's got a lot of, uh, he's got a lot of opportunities at welterweight to make some noise if he wanted to. And... Oscar De La Hoya is a pretty solid um, matchmaker in the, in the fact that Canelo, Canelo fights everybody. Yep. So I hope that we see the same with Virgil Ortiz. And the way Oscar's been talking, he believes in Virgil Ortiz, so he doesn't mind putting him with the tough, tough fights. So we'll see. I'm watching this guy's career really close, so um, I, I can't wait to see what he's got because – Walter Wade division, we got a lot of guys at 30 years old, which is Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence, all those guys at 30 years old. So we need that young crop coming sure. up, and we have it now. Yeah, now you have it. I mean, they're, they're Golden Boy up. Golden Boy has their two golden gooses for sure between Virgil Ortiz as well as Ryan Garcia, and, and possibly looking at building on a third one, just looking at how it's been with attendance over the past few events, and you see your boy, Bud Crawford, in the stands, and we're not sure yet. Ringside. We know we know there's been a bit of a discontent with his current setup, but we see him at the, all the recent Golden Boy. Uh, He's been the last two. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Weekend Trav thoughts? Maybe an inside track? You got anything for us? I, I think that promoters like Oscar De La Hoya recognizes real talent, mm. and he knows that Terrence Crawford is the real deal, and he also knows because Oscar De La Hoya first signed a contract That's with right. Bob Arum. That's right. So I guarantee you him and Terrence Crawford have had the same conversations as what Oscar Ohio went through. And I, I want to go out on a limb again and tell you that no chance Terrence Crawford re-signs with Bob Arum. At the end of this year when that contract is up, I cannot see him. And if he does, like if he re-signs with Bob Arum, I'm literally thinking that he's throwing the towel in on his career. Yeah. And he is okay riding off in the sunset and fighting nobody. Well, it's But I don't think that's going to happen. Now, it's interesting because what, what came out over the past, like, 24, 48 hours was on both Terrence Crawford's side and Errol Spence's side. They're both saying, 
this fight ain't happening. Yeah. We're done. We're done. We're, they're both done with each other, and that's it. They're done with the – and that's the negotiation process. Right. They're just like, oh, I'm over. Like, he, he either wants to fight or he doesn't want to fight. And they're both saying that. Yet, they both at the beginning were like, let's fight. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think that that's also why boxers box, promoters promote. Because I can tell you firsthand that as a pro boxer myself, I didn't have a big-time promoter. So, I got really burnt out on the promotion side of everything and the negotiating contracts and all of that. As a boxer and a, a promoter pretty much myself, I was self-managed and self-promoted too. So, I can tell you that that part of it does burn you out. And honestly... I don't think Bob Arum's promoting Terrence Crawford, so I think Terrence Crawford has been on the front lines of this negotiation mm. process, and he's probably just like, you want to fight or not? And they're like, yeah, we'll fight, 70-30 or something, what they were saying. And I think Terrence Crawford is like, I'm not doing that. And I right. agree with him. I think the split, I think a fair split, in my opinion, is 55-45. 55 to Errol Spence, 45 to Crawford. Because based on the ratings, ticket sales, and all of that stuff, Earl Spence sure. is the bigger draw. Sure. Is he the better fighter? No, I don't think so. But he's the bigger draw. And at the end of the day, entertainment and it's a business. I think you're right. Because sound bites nowadays go miles with the advent of social media, everything. These guys don't have to say a whole heck of a lot. And then knuckleheads like you and me are talking about yep. it. Right? So, I mean, they had, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell if I was looking at pictures from the fight or not. Was Errol Spence also in attendance on that one? I don't. I don't know if he was or not. I think he was because it was in Texas. Had, it was a, in Texas. I thought, I thought, that's I, thought I saw a photo of them kind of having an exchange with one another. I thought. Maybe that was an old photo. Either way. It could have been old because they've met before. Back. For, for both of them to say it's off, that soundbite catches you know, fire. And then you got guys on Instagram. Yeah, you got to be guys fair, like I don't. Talking. Errol wasn't there because he's not with Golden Boy, so he wouldn't right. even go to a show because he's with Al Heyman, and I know he would even go there, even though it was in Texas, and he's a Texas guy. Mm. He's from Houston or Dallas. I think he's from. I think he's from Houston. But anyway, he's a Texas guy. Um, Errol Spence is so. Uh, he he wasn't there for sure, but Crawford was. Yeah, Crawford he was. was ringside. He was. They had a couple of cameos there showing Crawford quite a bit. Yeah, so something's gonna start going on. I think towards the end of the year uh, with Crawford and his contract. I mean, and these are if these suitors actually want him and are gonna use him, then why not? Then why not? And if it's possibly a one to two fights down the road, and he sets up with someone like Virgil Ortiz, yeah, even better. Yeah, even better. Yeah, I mean, listen. There's a lot of fights that are still exciting. There's only two fights. Actually, there's only one fight I want to see is Terrence Crawford with Errol Spence. Sure. That's the one I want to see. If if he has to fight like a guy like uh, Sean Porter, I don't like the fight because I don't personally like Sean Porter's style. But the guy, he will make you be great because right. if you're not great, you're not going to beat him. Right. He will, and he's more than good. I don't think I don't think um, Sean Porter is great, but he's right on the like just on the cusp of it. He always makes people great. But as you said last week, that might be the fight that that you need and other people need to cement his current yeah. pound for pound ranking number one is by having a fight like that that tests him, that pushes him to the limit. Because you're right, Sean Porter will push him to oh, the yeah. limit. I think Terence Crawford wins that, but it's not going to be a fun one. It's not going to nah. be an easy one. It's, it's going to be a, a grind. Fight. It's yep. going to be a grind. He's going to have to grind that fight out because Sean Porter's in your chest. He's not knocking Sean Porter out. He's not. Mm. And Sean Porter is, is a grind. Like he, he is an in-your-face bulldog type of fighter, and he makes it tough and rough, and he makes you earn every single round that you win against that guy. He makes you earn it. Yeah. And it's fair. It's, but it's not an exciting fight to watch for the fans. It's just not. But – 
Crawford is kind of limited because he's with Bob Arum. All those waltz rates we're talking about, even Sean Porter, I believe, is with Al Heyman, who Errol Spence is with as well. So all of those fights are hard to make because, <coughs> excuse me, all those fights are hard to make is because most of the welterweights in the division are not with top rank. Right, right. Pacquiao, not with top rank. Used to be a long time ago, not with top rank. Bob Arum doesn't have a big welterweight depth who signed with him. He just doesn't. So it makes it almost impossible, and that's what sucks because I think Terrence Crawford is pound for pound the best in the world, but he's not proving that mm. to the average fan to the expert fan he's not proving it even though i think he has the ability and he's there we got to see it though again i'm from missouri it's the show me state i think you one of those start showing us. one of those two fights needs to happen either a sean porter or errol spence but they're they're playing a little they're different little chicken the, with one another at this point and i think it's, not not in, not in the uh, fear component but like the game of yeah, yeah. chicken and i think it's the promoters man the promoters holding it up you got bob aram yeah. doesn't negotiate well with um Al Heyman, they're not together. They don't do a lot of shows together, but we'll see. Maybe they'll put their crap aside, and maybe old, angry, bitter Bob Arum will make a deal. Because he won't even – he made an offer to Sean Porter already. He wanted to pay him like a million dollars to fight Crawford, and Sean Porter's like, I'm not going to take that for a million. Right. And I actually agree with him. Sean Porter's worth more than that. Sure. That fight is worth more than that. And Bob Arum's not even going to pay Terrence Crawford a lot more than that either. So I can see that fight not getting made either. Worst case scenario, I can see Terrence Crawford fighting somebody that none of us have ever heard of in his next fight, and he drops off my pound-for-pound ranking list. Yeah. If he announces, and he's going to because he's got to have a fight coming up soon. Mm -hmm. They're going to announce a fight in the next – it's got to be in the next month for sure. He has to have a mandatory at some point, right? Yeah, he does, and they're going to – they don't have to fight mandatory. I I hate the word when they call call them mandatory. They have to announce something. Yeah, he's going to have a fight coming up. So they're going to announce a fight coming up. So we'll see. But I have this really, really bad feeling that Terrence Crawford is going to be on the shelf until his contract's over. Mm. I can even see him not fighting anybody. I can see him being like – I don't think I'm going to fight. He might all of a sudden, oh, yeah, something. man, my shoulder is not feeling too good right now or something. The thing with the contracts are, too, is he, not, he doesn't necessarily have to fight. He can wait that contract out, yep. and it'll expire. Yep. It's not a, a fight deal. It's a year deal, so, yearly deal. So. so the last thing we need is for a top fighter to kind of be on the shelf uh, and not fight over the next, call it six months or so, because it looks like we might have another one that's taken his name out of the hat. And that would be one Gervonta Tank Davis, correct? Man, yes. I have talked about this guy. I think this guy in that 130, 135-pound division, the lightweight division, super lightweight division, I think that he's one of the talented ones in there. He knocked out Jose Luis Santa Cruz in the Mm -hmm. sixth or seventh round, I Mm -hmm. believe it was. Great fight. We all watched. We all seen that. Very close up to the knockout. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Gervonta is that explosive, exciting person in the 130, 135-pound division, right? But I've said it a long time ago, and I'm going to continue in saying it. He doesn't have that long-term star ability because he has zero discipline outside the ring. And this is the bad news. He just got arrested and indicted on 14 counts. And what happened was... Davis was indicted on 14 counts in Baltimore Circuit Court. Police responded at about 1.55 a.m. November 5th for a crash between a, 2000, or a 2020 Lamborghini and a 2004 Toyota Solara, according to the press release. 
Um, I, I'm thinking that it took them this long, obviously, to build that case because it happened November, what did I say, November 5th? So November 5th, and they Over just now arrested him. Over they just four now months ago. Yeah. On 14 counts. Yeah. He's guilty. Well, because he, f- he fled the scene, you know. Hit and run, Hit a all, car, all that ran. stuff. Yeah, they picked up. They picked up his. Uh, it's. It's again. Let's. I'll repeat this. This is alleged. It has to be considered that, even yeah. though they arrested him and built a count, it's an alleged. He allegedly hit this Solara um, and then fled the scene. But they have him on camera, and usually we were talking about this off air. Usually, when they indict you, yeah, they built a case, yeah. and yeah. it's fourteen counts against him. He's guilty. He's not gonna. You know what? He actually might. They're gonna stretch this out. So he's going to be okay for about a year because they'll stretch this out. Mm-hmm. They'll make this mm-hmm. go as long as they can. And he's going to fight. In the middle of all this, he'll fight. So that could be, now that I think about it, that could be really good for this division because he's going to go to prison if he gets, even on a couple of those charges. He's got four, they got 14 charges. If he gets a couple of those, he's serving prison time. Probably, it probably won't be that long. No, though. it'll be under five years, I think, probably. Oh, no, so it, a couple it will, of years it will, at most. It'll be a couple of months. It won't be it I won't don't be know. On those counts, I think it's going to be a little no, bit. Because there was bodily injury, and he left the scene, 14 s- counts. Settlement stuff and crazy. I mean, listen, oh, they're gonna settle. they could figure all this stuff out. He won't be, uh, he won't be shelved for long. It's just the, the going to our point with him in past episodes, it's the discipline factor outside of the ring. He's he has on- talent. But when it comes to the personal side of things, listen, this is a week removed from him knocking out Santa Cruz, like folding him up like uh, an accordion in the, in the corner of a ring. And then he goes and knocks out a Toyota Solera. <laughs> he is a knockout artist. He, he definitely is. He's knocking out everything. 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 He's, he's the guy walking out and knocking literally everything out. Yeah. He sees something, boom, knocked out. Boom, Game over. gone. Car, gone. knocked out. Get out of here. You see a stoplight, gone, knocked out. A fence, he knocked that fence down, he knocked the fence down too. Yeah, He's yeah. knocking everything out. And then so. enough energy to, to run away. It's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, a, that's not a good look by any means. And, and I, I think, shouldn't be laughing. That wasn't funny. No, yeah, but, yeah, but we are because we don't care. Well, we do, but we don't. Um, because I, that, that's what I was going to say more about him, his background is. He's on camera at some big-time fights or on TV of literally grabbing his baby mama at the time, girlfriend, whatever, dragging her out from ringside out of a, out of a fight. So that's when I was just like, this guy, he's always involved in stuff. And unfortunately, when you can't get out of the streets, the streets get you. And yeah. I think that this kid, he has been. He grew up in Baltimore. He grew up in a rough area. He did. He didn't have the best upbringing, the best surroundings. But at some point, yeah. You have to get out of that if you want to succeed. And he's stuck in that mentality to where now that he's got a little bit of money, a little bit of fame, well, he thinks he can get away from this guy, stuff. Isn't it? It, no. Well, yes and no, yeah. They're, Floyd kind of helps him train and helps promote him, but doesn't really do it. They, they fought back and forth, too. Okay. Like they've had some, like, falling out. It's, uh, it's like last – last, they were together. They were good, though. But they've had some pretty big fallout. It's outs. like with a lot, of, and not just fighters, not just athletes, but like just people getting out of your own way, right? You have all yep. these opportunities in yep. front of you. You have you've exceeded expectations. You have succeeded, right? Yep. And you're continuously seeing success. And this is not just athlete based, but others. You can't get out of your own way. Really? It's sad. Really? I mean, who's around you at, at one o'clock? In the, in, in the middle of the night, not the middle of the night, but late at night, 1 o'clock, who's around you that lets you get in the Lamborghini? No. I get it. He's a grown, grown-ass man, but come on. 
Yeah, but I mean, you gotta, you gotta have some. There, every single person has like that one or two people that are around them that have been with them for the longest time, and they know when they're doing dumb stuff. And there's always that one person that actually can get through to a guy. Where's that guy at? You got this kid who is literally on the cusp of being a great 130 yeah. to 135 pounder. Yeah. A great, not just good. He's got all of the makings and the star power with that knockout power of Santa Cruz to be great. And let's let's be fair. It's 1 o'clock in the evening, and you're getting in a Lamborghini. You ain't going 30 miles an hour down the street in a Lamborghini at no. 1 o'clock. No. No. They and say if, with all of those charges, if convicted of all charges, Davis faces a potential maximum of seven years and 55 days. In which won't happen. He'll, he'll barely get a slap on the wrist. But it's just something that follows you. It's just he, something. Yeah, he's got a record, though. That's the yeah. thing. He does have yeah. a record. It's not as he's not a first-time It depends offender. how motivated the person that got hit in the uh, Toyota will, will, will be with it. At this point, though, I feel like even if that person pulls his charges back, I think the state picks the charges up, could. and that can happen that usually. Could. So that's just like a bad look. Bad look on boxing in general. Bad look on Gervonta. I, you know, I, I hope he can rebound from this and be, uh, and the story gets better from here. But it's another incident, and I just don't see it happening. I'm going to bring this guy up again, but he's going down the same path oh, your as guy. Adrian Broner. Gosh darn it. Okay, let's change subjects because I know, first of I all, know. you always say you don't like talking about I know, about and him, I bring but then this you guy talk up. About that's his, that's like, that's his thing too. He keeps in... He keeps relevant, and sometimes that's all you need to keep getting fights, and this is how he does it because I'm talking about him. He's living rent-free in Weekend Trap's head on Wayne with Trap's He really is. He's living rent-free. He really is. I feel like I have to talk about him because he's – Gervonta's going down the same, same, same. But the problem here is that that weight division is loaded, so it's going to be very easy for people to say, Hmm. cross him off. I'm crossing you off, and I don't want to touch you. Sure, you're an, you could be an, explo- uh, an explosive knockout artist, exciting f- uh, fight, depending on who we match you up with. But if all that drama and baggage is tied to it, there's a lot of other people in that weight division. Especially nowadays, too, because people and promoters, are, they're trying to stay away from that trouble because we're in a different time where the Me Too movement's a big deal, and mm-hmm. he's already got some, some strikes against him with yanking a, pulling this girl by her arm. Drag, literally, I think she fell down, and he was dragging her. Like He's already got that on his record. He's got a lot of other stuff on his record. So now this, I, I can see a lot of promoters being pressured into staying away from him. Yeah. So if promoters won't put you in big fights, you're in trouble. They control everything. TV controls that stuff too. And TV is not necessary. And this time, the era that we're in right now, the cancel culture, this guy is flirting with that line yeah. right now. And he might not even be up to the promoters. Television networks might be like, we do not want this guy on our network. Right. Especially when you have guys at that weight class like Devin Haney. Good dude. Mm-hmm. Solid guy. Um, all, Tiafoma Lopez. You don't see any of those guys getting in trouble outside the ring. Lomachenko. You never hear about them. Nope. They are so disciplined to their craft that they're not out being dumb. Yep. And make no mistake about it. Gervonta is being dumb. This is immature. Um, I'm rich. I don't know how to act. It's 1.55 a.m. I think I'm bigger than the law. I think I'm bigger than God right now. I'm driving a 2020 Lamborghini, probably buzzed, probably was drinking, which is also probably why he left the scene as mm, well because mm. he ran through a fence and everything else. I don't know this for sure. I'm just thinking at 1.55 a.m., what's he doing? No chance that he wasn't inebriated or something. That's also why he left the scene of the nothing accident. Nothing good. So, Weekend trap. Nothing good ever happens after 1 a.m. My mom said nothing good ever happens after midnight. Yeah. 
Yeah. Literally, he says, Travis, yeah. nothing. And you think about it, it might have been fun, but it wasn't good. No. There's no. a lot of fun that happens after midnight. They kept us under wraps but, for a little while. Um, right? Like, so. They build this case pretty quietly, so that's what that's what scares me. That means that they they mean business with this guy, and they might not let him off with a slap on the hand. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's switch gears a bit. Let's go back to another fight recap, uh, which is kind of a different class of of individual. The gentleman, Chris Billum Smith, our man, our main dude. That's right, over in England. Our dude. It was a double header that day yep, on, so, on DAZN. So we were calling a knockout. Didn't happen that way, but got a nice decision win. Almost did. Uh, what was it, 99-90 was kind of the, yeah, the scorecard? Yeah, he pretty much yeah. almost won every single round. Yeah, I know there's some people not liking some of that, but you know what? He still got the W. He did, and he, he took some shots too. I think he had a little bit of black yeah, eye yeah, and yeah. stuff. He did because he, he was out running this morning or I today. I saw so, that. So, you Follow know. him on his Instagram, by the way, Chris Billum Smith. Yeah, is it the, I don't know what the full name is. You might want to look that up. Chris Billum, it's Chris Billum Dash Smith or whatever. That's okay, his name so e- either way, you can find him sure on our Instagram as yeah. we follow each other. Good dude out there, the McGuigan camp uh, out there, and and uh, Chris Billum. Yep. C H R I S B I L L A M. Give him a follow. The guy's verified. He's got a check mark. He's got thirteen thousand followers, and he only follows thirteen hundred. So, so here's, and we're one of them. So here's the thing. Um, there was some criticism to the, to the fight. Things along the lines of leaving his chin up, things along those lines during the matchup. But you know, here's my takeaway from that: gets the win, they get to go back review the tape. He's only twelve and one. Get to work on that stuff. If there's anyone, any group that I you know, that I trust to help work those kinks out, it's those boys, the McGuigan guys. You met them in person. You've seen these guys in person, in action. You got to listen yeah. to the knowledge and how these guys talk about boxing. They know their stuff. Plain and simple. They know their stuff. So the typical internet troll that says, oh, he needs to he needs to work on all these things, these trolls that have never been in the ring, by the way. It's easy from outside It's in. easy from outside, and if you're in there, it's a totally different, different story. I'm pretty sure they got it covered. I'm pretty sure they'll figure it out. So, anyways, we're going to try to have him on um, interview segment, the In This Corner soon just depends on getting our schedules lined up so he got the w so that was a we'll put a feather in your cap for that weekend trav but not exactly the way we thought it's not i got the i got the prediction right but i didn't get the exact round he did knock him down i believe twice in that round that i called the knock at it and i'm like make me look good and then somehow props to the guy though props to the fighter decor is that guy's name yeah Props to him for, for rising to that occasion and getting up tough from those dude. knockdowns. Tough dude. tough dude. It must have been a really close fight if they were actually thinking that that uh, the scorecards were a little off because he scored two knockdowns in it, Billum. Yeah. That alone is a four-point difference right there because yep. you get two extra points. It's a 10-8 round automatically if you're winning that round. So he did it twice. It That must have been a close fight then because if it ended up only being like 99-90 or whatever – that's a close fight with two knockdowns, yeah. actually. And as I mentioned, I wondered uh, on last week's episode, I wonder how the game plan adjusted because this was a last-minute addition. That's right, and those are Probably difficult. like a week or two, so it's a little tougher, tougher to game plan for that going in. But either way, got the W. Congratulations to our, our guy out there. Uh, weekend Trav, that, that kind of recaps what we've been looking at over the past week on the boxing front. Anything ahead that we're looking forward to over the next week or two? Yeah, we got Triller just announced. There's actually two things. One has to do with Tyson and Holyfield, but I'm going to touch on first. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll touch first with the um, Logan, not Logan Paul, Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. I believe that fight is April 17th, if I'm correct. And they just announced that that fight is going to be in um, New Orleans 
Mercedes. At the Mercedes-Benz um, Stadium, Mercedes-Benz They're going to have that, that? that massive stadium is going to have a whopping 200 fans. I think it holds 74,000 fans. 200 because of this plague that we're encountering. 200 fans Still going on. in attendance. But they're going to do something really, really cool with that. Is there, I guess they're going to do... Um, some kind of a giveaway for 200 fans. It's going to be 100 fans, and you have to, like, sign up and do, like, these three different things, like Triller, share this thing, and then give a story of why you deserve these tickets, and they're going to make a big deal about it. It's a pretty cool thing, but there's only going to be 200 people you there. You each get your own section. <laughs> yeah, of a 74,000-seat <laughs> arena. You literally get an entire section. And so here is here's the complete reversal of that. The month later, when we're talking Canelo going to AT and T in Dallas, and how many fans they're bringing in? Now it's a giant stadium, and there's still not going to capacity, but seventy thousand. I mean, capacity there's like one hundred twenty thousand or something. Seventy thousand. Literally the month after. Right next door. It's next, right next door. door. Like literally right State next, next door. door. Two hundred. To 70,000. Now, um, I, what are you going to say about that? I know. it's We're living in a different time. The big I, No, I think some people are still living in a different time, and there's some of true. us that's that are true. like, why are, why are we still living to this degree? There are certain states that are like, ah, we're going to have fights, which is also why I love it, because Texas and Florida yeah. now, They've gotten some really big fights, yeah. which is one of them was a Canelo fight. Now Texas is get, Florida got a Canelo fight. Now Texas is getting a Canelo fight. Virgil Ortiz fought in Texas. There's a lot of big fights happening. I tell in you Florida. what, states, if you want a Canelo fight, since he fights basically every month, it feels like if you want right? a Canelo fight, open your doors and let let people go into your stadium. You're going to have a Canelo fight. By the way, let's touch on that a little bit. Okay. I think, and I've said this, I said this like three years ago. The one fighter that I think has the best chance at beating Canelo mm-hmm. is Billy Joe Saunders. We'll see. He's a lefty. He's slick. He can fight. He can box. He's smart. And if people don't believe me, I want to, I want to tell them to go back and look and watch the Canelo versus Erislandi Lara fight. Okay? He's a lefty. He's slick. Cuban fighter. Knows how to box and move. Gave Canelo... Canelo won that fight, but I've watched it multiple times. There's an easily can be made a case that Canelo mm-hmm. lost that fight. Erislandi Lara, watch it, people. Look it up, YouTube. Watch the entire fight start to finish. Score it. Let me know what you think because I'm pretty sure that a case can be easily made that he lost that fight. Right. I even think it might have been like a majority decision. You know what? I'm going to double check it. And how but long ago was that? It's been a while ago okay. since he fought Lara. So, yes. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Canelo has come a long way. Yeah. This guy is, I thought when he fought Mayweather and lost the decision to Mayweather, Canelo's only loss was to Floyd Mayweather. And he was only like 24 years old mm-hmm. when he fought him. But he was like 47 or no though too mm-hmm. when he fought Mayweather. Mm-hmm. But when he fought Mayweather and lost, I was just like, ah, I, I don't see this guy getting much better than what he was there. I was like, I don't see this as a learning experience for him because you're already at this level you're not going to get much better. That was a pivotal moment but, in his oh career. But, oh, my gosh, bro. You fast forward now. Yeah. And I, I, I'm 100%. I have become a Canelo fan. I've that, said this. That was such a massive turning point. I remember watching that like, okay. But now he's going against Floyd. So, I mean, that's a different story. Now, Floyd different on the level. on the downturn. But still, the boxing IQ was 
ridiculously up there. Probably one of the best boxing IQs ever. 100%. So you look at that and you're like, oh, man, what's going to be the next step for this guy? And just kind of slowly but surely. He blew me away, dude. Yeah. He's a different He's a different animal. He is an animal, man. He is an animal. So that's the thing. If, oh man, I don't, I'm just, I'm excited for this fight. I know a lot of people are just like, oh, who the heck's Billy Joe Saunders? But I'm telling you, it's going to be a good fight. This is going to, and that's why it's in May. It's on single de Mayo weekend. It's not going to be what the hell we saw a few weeks ago. That whatever fight that was, that was terrible. Third round knockout. What is going on? Anyways. just killed this guy. So that's what's coming up here over the next couple of months. Yep. Uh, I got to touch on. Just recent news, I don't know if it's believable or not, but ESPN is reporting it as well. Fightnews.com is reporting it as well. Holyfield Camp says Mm. Mike Tyson rejected a $25 million offer to fight him. So, at the hard, by the way, at the Hard Rock um, Stadium in In Miami, Florida. But then also at the same time, so talking to Mike Tyson, he also on record recently said that on his own show, right? I'm not with Triller. I'm not doing another fight with Triller. Ever. He did. He said, any fight I might be involved with is going to be in the Legends League. You've been talking about this league for a bit. So, as so mu- maybe that's why he turned the offer down. And that could be why. Who knows? I think that still has to play itself out a bit. Holyfield is continuing to be very vocal. His camp's being very vocal. And he's putting out the, the same the same way we were talking about Tyson probably back in July, August, about, wow, have you seen this guy? He's working out. He's really putting forth the effort. He's looking good. Holyfield's now doing the same thing, mm-hmm. right? So we're seeing that now. That Qu- fight sells. Stop twirling that thing in your mouth <laughs> while I'm talking to you. Jeez almighty. So anyways. I made eye contact with him. Yeah. He didn't really like it. We don't do that. Um, so <laughs> I did, we will see, but you're right. According to Holyfield, now Tyson, I don't think has responded, or his people haven't responded, no. nor probably will they. They probably won't care. They don't need to openly. But they're yeah. saying that yeah, that twenty-five million dollar offer rejected. It might have to do with the fact that we're looking. Legend, the Legends only thing hasn't really taken off. That's the problem. I haven't seen any logistics, any platform, mm-hmm. whatever yeah. that might be. I just I thought assumed as most of us did back six, seven, eight months ago, that it was going to be somewhat partnered up with Triller somehow. That's got to be their platform, right? Evidently not. Maybe they're trying to go a different direction. Or maybe Tyson is just like, I, I'm not going to give away my, my status, my name to yeah. you guys. So maybe he's bidding. Maybe Tyson's just bidding. Maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe he's bidding. He wants Triller. He wants DAZN. He maybe. wants maybe, some television network. Maybe Trump's new platform that he's coming up with in the next few weeks. Who knows? Oh, my gosh. The world is a different way. Listen, that's the so world's true. a different place than it was eight months ago, Weekend Trav. You know, it is. And I'm going to say this. We all know that I'm a conservative. Yeah. I'm a proud and moderate conservative. I am. Hashtag America. But I think, honestly, the best thing that ever happened to Trump was when he got kicked off Twitter. Mm. I don't think that they should be allowed to do that stuff. But in the grand scheme of things, I think Twitter was his downfall. I think that it cost him a lot. Because the main thing that most people, even the moderates, who honestly... If he wasn't ripped off in the election, and it was true, the moderates are the ones that didn't vote for him. Mm. They didn't like his tweets. If you talk to anybody, that's like some of the first thing they say. They're like, we didn't like his tweets. Sure, sure. So at the end of the day, Twitter might have did him a favor, but maybe they should have did it a little sooner. 
and we would have still had him, but maybe we wouldn't have. So what I'm saying is this new one that he's got coming out, he said he's going to come out with his new platform in two well, to three months. He didn't specifically said it. One of his people uh, said yeah. it. So, so who, knows? who there, knows? There's so many rumors with this guy. I, I don't know if it's a good thing for him. I don't know. I don't know either. I, I, I'll go back to one, one of your statements. I think Twitter should have the ability to do that. I just don't think they should have the certain uh, uh, provisions from the federal government that, that give them certain tax breaks at the same time doing so. They're a publicly traded company. I think that they have the right to um, somewhat monitor their platform because I'm sorry, American people and whoever else is listening. It's not a free plat. It's not a free platform. There's advertisement revenue. It's a publicly traded stock. Yeah, yeah. Come on. It, it's, there's, not it's not. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not a voice of free speech. Give me a freaking break. Neither is Facebook. Get over it. That, that doesn't exist. Okay. Not anymore. It's 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 a whole. So I think big tech. All those companies should be allowed to do whatever they want. But that being said. They shouldn't have certain protections from the government, tax-wise, things like that. Anyways, that's a that's a sidebar. But topic. also, like, I, I see what you're saying for sure too. But I also see that there's an overwhelming amount of conservative well, voices yes, that they have silenced, and that's what I don't agree well, with. If you want to do it across the board, across the board, right. then you need to enforce it evenly well, across yeah, the yes board. Yes and no. It is biased, and you and I agree politically, but from the business standpoint. Listen, if, 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 they're, if their investors don't like it, they'll show it to them by way of selling their stock. Have we seen that? No. No. Twitter's still doing okay. So they can do, they can do whatever they need to do, but my problem has to do with the, uh, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, I should know this, but I've been drinking. But whatever provisions they have from the government oh, yeah, yeah. that give them all the, all the sorts of um, freedoms. Section something or yes. like section one, something, yeah. That the freedoms that other businesses, other section media, media like companies, because they're, they're what are, oh, that's right, that's what it has to do with. Uh, they have certain, anyways, I don't want to get on too much of a sidebar here. I just think they should be allowed to do what they have done, but be transparent about it and not get certain breaks from the government. Yeah. That's where it becomes kind of a murky water. Yeah. Well, but, but for, for any, any right-wing person to cry about it, okay, well, you're still using the service. Yeah. So what, what, what do you want to do? Well, but to be fair with those people, too, they shut down Parler, which is where they went. That's, that's a different story, but that's a different is, yeah. whole thing. Yeah. So people were, all of the, the right-wingers were like, we're going to Parler, and they were there, but then but it got that, shut down, and I don't that, think it's going to get opened either. But that also has to do, in my opinion, the, the problem with all that had to do with that provision that they have. Yeah, and that provision, so that provision, you're right, that provision actually also gives them the ability to act as a publishing company, but yet they're not a publishing company. Correct. So the, I think newspapers should be pissed off about this because they're, they're getting treated under different rights because yeah. they're a publishing company. These people are not, but yet they're editing and publishing people's yeah. thoughts and people's things and what they can share. Yeah. So if they want to be a publishing company a public and start editing and whatever monitoring people's stuff then let's let them be a publishing company yeah. and go by different set of rules yeah that's fair as well so, so i don't know man so that therein lies the problem but you know what you knew this is going to happen eventually with social of course, media of course and it's it, and guess what everybody it's going to flip the other way too just give it time yep it will it always I've, does the, the, there's certain elements of me that i'm a conspiracy theorist you know i read 1984 i'm like that's probably what we're looking at and, and down the road it could happen it's going to happen to all of us our narratives this show we're you know we're shadow already. banning how do you shadow ban it even further 
I mean, it's <laughs> unless we get negative views. Is that possible? That's going to be the next thing. They're going to have to start, and like, they're going to do views, and they're going to be like, these got negative 500 views. I'm just views. waiting for the moment that we just, like, the, this thing just gets shut down. We've been pretty calm on the political side yeah. after the election, but it's like, you know what? It's not, it doesn't take rocket scientists, uh, science to look around and say, yeah, uh, people, certain people are being shut down. These companies have a lot of control, and it could flip the other way. It could flip on everybody easily. Um, the world is kind of an upside-down mode right now. Crap is happening in, in our borders and crossing over our borders and all sorts of stuff going on. We're in kind of a calamity. Let, let me throw this by you because this shall just happen. Um, and this is why I say it because Facebook and Twitter has these things called fact checkers now. Fact yeah, checkers, right? Who are those people? So Washington Post is one of the things they reference certain articles, right? Well, the Washington Post just came out with a false yeah. story they did on President Trump yeah. in the impeachment scandal where they said that he called this Georgia representative and said all this stuff that he actually ended up not saying 100%. And did you know that in the impeachment hearings – they referenced this same phone call that they lied about. Yeah, but but we can trap. It doesn't matter. He's a racist misogynist. Like that's what the, that's what it always goes. It always mind. goes back to that stuff, though. It doesn't He's, matter. I know. Doesn't he, but matter. even though he wasn't racist before we went into office, but after he goes into office, boom, everybody hates him. Uh, Oprah loved him. Oprah used to love him. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And Become now, president, hate you. And now and now we have the other guy in there, which which whatever. They're going to replace him. That's bound to happen. You know this. We got to talk about it. Well, I don't like seeing any of this stuff. I don't think it's good to see any weakness in the American president. Yep. And we're seeing that left and right, and I think it's, it's a farce at this point. And we are coming across weak to the rest of the world. Now, now, maybe there's a problem in that that we need to feel like we're superior or whatever else. That's a different debate, different conversation. But the fact of the matter is that they've put this man in this position or he was, sorry, he was voted into this position. You can tell the writing's on the wall. No one wants to say it other than one side of the aisle. He's going to get replaced, and it's going to be Kamala. Fine. Just do it. Just do yeah. it already. Listen, and I agree with you. The, the most recent news was he was falling up some stairs as he's getting on Air Force One. I didn't like it when they talked bad about Trump either because I wanted to look strong for the world. So when our own media always talk negative yeah. about Trump, I didn't like it because of that. So again, I don't like it that we talk negative about a president at all. I don't. But the only hypocrisy that I like to point out is the fact that Biden, in his own words, in a video, just like not long ago, he was making fun of Trump when Trump was at a, at a rally. Trump was walking gingerly down a railing and holding onto the railing, all funny-like. And Biden's like, yeah, yeah, this man can't even walk down a, a rail, and I'm yeah. up here running upstairs. So I just want to point out the, the hypocrisy of they, the media, they did it. They attacked Trump, and they highlighted that. Yep. And they also, when he first got into office, the media was all over him about not being fit for office, right? The guy's sharper than Biden. Let's be honest. He is. Mentally, Clearly, yeah. cognitively, the way he speaks, the way he remembers stuff, as much as Trump is divisive and he does come across very negative a lot of the times, the guy was sharp. Mm -hmm. The guy never fumbled things. If he wanted to say something, he did. And the fact is, he went off cuff a lot. Right. And he was fine. Biden, it, it's scary because you know other countries are seeing this. They're seeing this. When I watched that video of him falling up the stairs, I'm not even kidding. You can ask Irina. I watched that video. Bro, I felt bad. 
I don't like to see it. Because I looked at it like, I looked at him like, he's old enough to be my grandpa. And I was well, like, I wouldn't laugh at my grandpa for falling. It's like a certain group of people. So I didn't laugh. A, th- a certain group of people think that we're, we're immediately going to make fun of that. No. That, Not at all. My reaction was, oh my gosh. I mean, this is felt this bad. Isn't good. I felt bad, I yes. I felt really bad. And then they're saying it was strong winds and stuff. Come on. No, it wasn't. Come on. Just, Everybody knows. Just, just flip the switch on the plan, switch them out, and just be done with it. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. I've fallen upstairs before. Sure. I have. I remember in high school, I, I fell up the stairs a couple of times. Like, literally in high school, I'm like 17 years old. So... It's not that big of a deal. Honestly, he did. He tripped up some stairs. It was just like I said, the more hypocrisy of it was the fact that Biden literally called out Trump for it's walking just, gingerly. But it's also in combination with Trump. It's in combination with all the other stuff, or the lack of stuff, I should say. When's there going to be a press conference? Yeah, it's when's, coming up. When's there? When, yeah. Uh, you got to telegraph that how many weeks in advance? Trump, I don't get that. Trump did it, I do get it on actually. the fly, on the way to Air Force One, on the way to the helicopter. He would have hour-long sessions answering questions, yep. getting grilled. We're, 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 it, it blows my mind that that's, we've gone from polar, polar opposites in many ways, and the communication with the public is a definite polar opposite where we're at now. We're all left in the dark right now, but I think we as American sheep in, in a certain case, we kind of, a lot of people just like that. They like to just have the wool pulled over their eyes yep. and just go about their normal daily lives and not care and not want to care yep. about what else is going on in the background. That's where we're at. I think, but I think you're right. I think that's why a lot of people ended up. Well, that's for one. That's why we're actually we're not a democracy. We're not. A, we're, we're a democratic republic, meaning we elect officials to speak mm-hmm. for us. Sure. Which means me and you, we're busy in our everyday lives. Yeah. You're raising your family. You're going to work every day. We don't have time to worry no. about taxes, government, no. legislative, things like that. We don't. That's no. why we hire these guys too. And when Trump got in office, he blew it all out of – showed everybody, guys, look at all this stuff that's going on. we got to do all this. And like he highlighted a lot of it for the good and for the bad. Yeah. And I think what most people ended up wanting to do is like, you know what? When Biden got elected, I think they're just like – sometimes I don't want to know everything. Just want to sometimes want to I want anymore. this guy to, to tell me something good even though it's a lie. He's just massaging us and being like – we got this. It's okay. Want, we'll take care of it. I think people wanted the quote-unquote status quo, which isn't status quo. They wanted the stimmy check. They get the stimmy check. That's going to run out. It already is going to run out. $1,400. That doesn't last very it's long. It's not But either, either way, it's, it's going to tax my children and everybody else. Yep. And, kicking and, the can down the street. And we're going to see inflation, you know, at some point really accelerate. Not yet, but it's coming. Yep. That's the financial hat. It's not yet, but it's coming. So I don't know, man. It's a... Um, it's pretty sad times right now. I hope they really get the things kind of back on track or at least communicate effectively with the public. More or transparent. Just, or just make the switch already. We know it's coming. Just yeah. make the switch. Just make the switch. I think, I think it happens before the end of the year, and I said it when it happened. Oh, I wouldn't be I surprised it if it happens before sooner. school yep. starts. I, I think that I would be highly shocked, and I will eat my words on the air, that if he doesn't get replaced by Kamala. I will be well, will. shocked. No, that's what they would do. I don't think he spends four years in office. No, I just no, don't. I th- no. And honestly, and I don't. I don't wish ill on anybody, and, and especially our president. And he, I don't agree with nearly any of his politics. I, I would rather see him succeed. I want any president to be successful because that means we're being successful. Yeah. Our country is being successful. I might not agree with all the political rhetoric and all the stuff. I didn't agree with everything Trump did either. Yep. Uh, but I had this conversation at, at uh, Price Boxing on Saturday with a couple of people, 
and that were, uh, it was kind of me, someone that was a little more leftist, someone that's more centrist. And I flat out told him, I said, listen, Trump was actually the perfect politician at the time. He riled everybody up. He riled a base up. He got elected. He got elected just like a politician would. Yep. And he sat in Claiming office. that I'm not a politician. But, but he, he was. It. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, yeah. And he's, him and everybody else up there, they do the same thing to us. They make all these promises. They do all these things. They, they, they politic. And then they get up there. And then what happens? There's a log jam in Washington, D.C. Nothing usually happens. Because as long as they turn us against each other, they stay in power. Yep. Do we not see that? George Washington, one of the founding fathers of this amazing country, hated the two-party system, which is Democrat-Republican. Hated it for good reason, because it pits one side against the other side, when really, we're all supposed to be in the—we're called the United. I think people miss those words. They just hear USA. We're the United States. But how united are we? yeah, and then unfortunately, the general public, it's hard for the general public to comprehend more than just two choices. When you have yeah. more than two choices, it gets, think about it. You go, to, the water. Yeah, you yeah. go to Taco Bell, what the heck do you order? It's all the same food for the most part, but what do you get? There's too many choices. We can travel. Be money. Taco Bell is just not good food for you. But we've had it together. We have. Okay. It's we think it tastes good, but my point is it's not good but, for okay, us. But my point is when you look at the menu and you're like, oh, but, man, what combo do I get? What trash food am I going to put in my system tonight? Because yeah. we have done that post-show. Do, do you want the tortillas with meat, beans, and cheese on it? Or do you want the tortilla with meat, beans, and cheese in it? <laughs> or there's the, the, the crispier tortilla with stuff on That We have too many options. So we as the American people, when we have more than two options – it doesn't work. It confuses us. The people on top know this. They know this. And that's also why when Trump left office, they're like, oh, he's going to start this third party. Trump knew it. I thought he would too, but I don't think it's going to happen. No, it's not. But because Trump knows it, if he does that, Democrat Party stays together, which yeah. is massive. They got 80 million votes, supposedly, with Biden. Yeah. They got 80 million yeah, yeah. votes, right? You got 75 million votes. If you split away from this party, there's going to be well, Republicans yeah. that stay there. You're splitting the party. Yeah, and we figured that. But unfortunately, if we ever want a third party, it has to happen. One of them it has does. to do it. We're years away, but it's going to ha- I think it's going to happen eventually, but we're years away. I don't know. We're decades away. I think we just continue on the track we are, and it gets just a little bit worse and a little bit worse and a little bit worse. And before we know it, hello, comrade. Uh, uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, hopefully it never gets to that point. But... <laughs> it's just, um, I don't know, man. It's, it's sad times. I, I, I want Biden to be successful. I would prefer it if it was. Whoa. Your little banner just fell. No! So I want him to be successful. I just don't think it's going to be him. And then I'm going to hope that a Kamala is going to be successful. Yeah, I mean, it's the old adage when Trump, when Trump got elected. I remember talking to some people and um, some moderate people that were like, I didn't vote for Trump, They're like, but I want him to succeed. Yeah. And they gave me the, the example. They're like, listen, he's the pilot flying the plane that we're all on. Are you going to root for him to crash? Why wouldn't you want your, the leader of your country to be successful? I do. And, and, I've, and I honestly, said that. it's not even just that joker. It's everybody else up there, but they're messing with us. We vote these people in because we think they're going to be a representative voice of what their constituents 
have to say and what they think. They're not. They get in that seat, and then they vote the way they want to. They vote whichever way lines their pockets the if best. If Joe Schmo senator says, ah, you know what? My state really doesn't like this, and they really don't want me to vote this way, I, you know, I'm going to— They never do that. They say, no, nah, I'm still going to vote the way I want. You know, the crazy thing is that this is what I don't like about government, how much power they have, is while all this coronavirus stuff was going on, the government made businesses close down. That's not good. Okay. When that happened, I'm like, okay, well, how's the government still doing? They're closed down right now, too, because if a whole country is closed down, they, they were closed down. They were in session because of the coronavirus, but their pay. They got raises. Their pay. Twice. Never once was affected. No, it went up. They made full amounts. <laughs> it went up. Full benefits. Yep. And in the process of coronavirus and not, they couldn't agree on passing this COVID package when Trump was in office. They delayed it on purpose, for sure, oh. so Biden would get credit for it, but- they all voted to give themselves raises. I know, but see, these are Why the are any of you guys fight? But you see, never heard me fight. People, these are the things people, like, even if some people just know it, and they know it, and we're pissed. Like, you and I are pissed about that. There's other people that know it, but they're like, nah, well, I got my, I got my stimmy. They don't care enough. I don't think anyone cares enough. It's, it's never going to get better. I'm being pessimistic right That's now. Very we can pessimistic. Try. Yes, you are. How's it going to get better? I mean, we are, and so listen, you're right, but that's also a, one of the reasons why I thought Trump was going to change the landscape of pol- politics forever. I thought we were going to start slowly getting guys that weren't politicians, even though Trump ran on the fact that he wasn't a politician. Because he one, he wasn't going, because he never served office. However, you're right, he did conform. He ended up being a politician because he did what politicians do and he politicked. So he did. I thought we were going to eventually, if it wasn't him, I thought we were going to get these new group of people that are going to come in and not be politicians. But what ended up happening was we elected the most establishment guy that we've ever had. 47. He's been in politics for 47 years. We elected him to do exactly what they've been doing for 50 to 100 years. Biden and all of his whatever, he's not changing anything. Mm-mm. This guy is who we think he is. He's going to continue being a D.C. guy, a Washington, D.C. politician, and go down that route. Well, I don't, I don't think it matters anyways. He's, he's just, he, to me, he's, he's there. He's an establishment guy. Establishment yeah, but, yeah, runs him. to me, him. he's just there as the figurehead. He's not, he's yep. not pulling the strings. So. I don't think so. He doesn't even know half the crap he's signing. When he was signing like That's executive crazy. orders, he was like, what am I signing? I like, mean, trust me, don't are worry. Are we wrong? Are we wrong? If, you've, if you're still listening to this point, comment below or say something. Are we wrong? I mean, now, now then the flip side is, well, why don't you and other people that don't like it do something about it? Yeah, I'm kind of busy. I mean, it, it, that's why... Yeah, I've got, I've got my own stuff going on. Especially now. But that's why I think now, more than ever, the government did this because now, more than ever, we need the government to help us through this hard time. So a lot of people now are like, oh my gosh, like, help, government, help well, us, dude, please. Things are shut down. Well, this, dude, people are dying. Here, here's what happened a year ago. Mania. Basically a year ago to the day yep. when everything went on this stay-at-home order and all this stuff all over the place, there wasn't enough pushback. It was almost like a test. Let's see what, how much the public pushes back. Even other, the conservatives didn't. Other than it. a handful of cases of things, it wasn't like in huge enough droves. It wasn't. There weren't riots on the street. There weren't anything like that with regard to COVID. There were other ones upcoming. But there wasn't any real pushback 
with us being forced to home because we're freaking lazy. We're a lazy population. We wanted stuff handed to us. We wanted some time off. And I'm speaking very generally. I get that. There's other it's exceptions psych- to that. It's psychology, though. Yes. But ultimately, it was, it was spun in such a way where we're like, yeah. Yeah. And no one really, other than, oh, I wish my kids were in school. And, oh, yeah. I want to do this and that. No one did anything. They're like, oh, toilet paper's out. There was no, there weren't Crazy. people marching down the street saying, open my freaking business up. Let us operate. Not, not enough. There were some, but like you said, not Barely. enough. There wasn't, there wasn't Barely. enough. They didn't band together and they know this. And that's why all of this stuff keeps happening. There's an old thing. It's a psychology. So you go to a national park and they will tell you it's uh, on the wall, like on the, there's posted signs that says, please do not feed the animals, mm. the wild animals, mm-hmm. because if you start feeding them, they will become reliant yeah, on your food and literally yeah. die because they will stop hunting yeah. their self. It's psychology 101. So I want everybody to think about that. You go to a state park, government officials have made these signs because it's psycho- psychology, it's correct. You go there, if you start feeding these animals, hand it out, give them food, 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 right? Make them dependent on you, and then you leave, they die. Yeah. Okay. There's no different psychology than we're talking about right now in this government. Don't you dare go to work. We're going to take care of you. We're going to give you STEMI money. We're going to give you all these benefits. Yeah. We're going to yeah. give you. We're going to extend unemployment. Benefit. We're going to extend benefits for you not to work. There's people sitting at home right now. Be money in New York. I remember there was waitresses there that couldn't work. Right. They are now making more money at home than they were actually making while they were working. Yep. There's multiple cases, and these people. What's the like? What's the motivation for the app? For me, I know my motivation is I always want more. So I don't care what they say. I want more. But what's the motivation for the average American who is sitting at home making more money than they made when they were actually going to yeah. work? And I think because of a pandemic, there was eventually pushback on that to, to a degree. And then you started seeing some doors opening up. I think I think especially on the uh, hospitality side, we saw it more here. And huh, shockingly enough, we opened earlier than most way earlier i don't know man there's i think when we look back at this time years from now there's gonna be a lot of case studies a lot of stuff and we're gonna see how we got sidetracked as a nation and had to now bring ourselves back up to being the top powerhouse again in the world i don't know if we're there right now i I, you know it is what it is but to your point the national geographic thing you're right because we kind of just all played that part we all kind of played that part of being an animal but as the song goes you and me baby ain't nothing but animals because we're gonna do it like they do on the discovery channel say it again and i'm pretty sure that's what the u.s government was thinking with that we're gonna wrap this thing up let's put a bow on it let's put a bow on it weekend trav we've already i think they've already just blacked out our channel but give me some final thoughts. We might be banned from YouTube. We're banned from everything. Everything. Listen, final thoughts. I think that all of us need to just overall, minus the government, we all just need to be kinder to each other. Mm. Work hard. Be kind. Help your neighbor out. Help them out when they need help. Yeah. This is back in the day before we had welfare, before, before we had all of these systems set up that the government set up, right? What happened when you lost your job? 50 years ago, 60 years ago before unemployment even existed, right? Your neighbors or your community helps you out. Yep. Churches, things like that. 
let's get back to that. Let's stop relying on the U.S. government and giving them that kind of power. I mean, it's like we're begging for a $600 stimulus check of our own money I would that love, we're paying them I would love to, to get see, back. I would love to see poverty, poverty rates back then versus where they're at now. Because I'm sorry, there's poverty still everywhere. There's homelessness everywhere. And how much money are we funneling through the government in order to help ease those burdens? Speaking of which, I just posted this and saw this, that Biden just got $84 million mm-hmm. from Congress to pay for hotels for illegal well, immigrants dude, down on the southern they border put to them, house them. They got to put them somewhere because they're flowing in like crazy. But that, that, that's my whole thing, too. It's like if we have laws, cut them off right there. Hey, but, turn back. Like what, what? But that's, that's my point. No one, unless you're front and center with it, no one wants to know it. They don't. Who's want giving eighty four? Where's that eighty four million dollars coming from? Oh, it, us. It always comes from us. Anytime, like the, anytime the government says they're doing this project or that project or giving this money to some other nation, it's all coming from us. I don't get it. I just don't get it. No. So, final thoughts. That was it. That was my. Just be kind to each other. Do your best. Work hard. Ele. E-L-E. Everyone love everyone. Everyone love everyone. My favorite saying that I've said multiple times on the show, again, I'll, that'll be my final thoughts. I know. It's, this, these are, I know we talked boxing for most of this, but, and we got off on a, quite a bit of a tangent here politically, which we haven't done in quite some time. It's just frustrating. It it's frustrating to see things unravel as they are. You may agree with it, and that's fine. You're a, the thing is you're entitled to your opinion. Okay, I'm not going to say you're flat out wrong. I can disagree with somebody, and we can then walk away from that conversation in disagreement. It doesn't mean I hate you. However, I think the government wants you to think that I hate you and that they want me to think that you hate me. Yep. And maybe you do, and you shouldn't because I'm a nice guy. Be money is pretty nice. Ultimately, I think that's my final thought. Don't hate me because you ain't me. <laughs> I'm a nice guy and very, very fresh beer, though. I don't really, other than when I was in Chicago, I don't really drink beer anymore. Don't forget, don't hate on the onesies either, guys. So props to uh, Crushed by Giants Brewing in Chicago. Oh, also, let's, I mean, let's give a prop oh, yeah. real fast to, to our Michters. So we're drinking, this is going to be the final, final closing Brought thought. to you by B-Money. We're drinking a, a Michters Small Batch Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Um, very good, a little hot, a little hot. And by that, it's just... I, di- I didn't get the same spice you got, though. My palates are definitely different because I didn't get the same spice. We have, have an ever-evolving palate uh, at the table. I, don't, I like it, okay? So don't get me wrong. I just need a little bit of water to cut it down. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give this bad boy a 6-5, which is still a good score for me. Very good score. I'm going to go ahead and give it one of my favorite numbers. Six point nine. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> he I already, already knew. I was he already stopped. writing it. I he started like, writing it down. <laughs> so that's six nine. So that's a six point seven average from us. Uh, that's the Michters. There you go. Thank you very much. Chucky straight bourbon. Anyways, weekend Trav, It's always been always a pleasure. It's been a blast. Uh, I would say it's been fun. Hasn't been real fun. Wait, wait. It's been fun. It's been real. But it hasn't, hasn't been, real been real fun. Well, I jacked it up. I'm old. I don't know what goes on with these, uh, this Insta talk and this, uh, the, this uh, snap tweets. My space face, my face. Is that a thing? No. No. FaceTime. I don't Is know. Google Plus a thing? <laughs> Was that ever a thing? Okay, so that's it. Thank you uh, for joining us. Please subscribe below. Hit it. Hit it with whatever you got. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, oh, your finger. Oh, okay. Okay, that's that's what I meant. 
I mean, I said six nine, so my mind was somewhere else. Thank you to our media partners, TH Boxing, Gulfstream Financial, and IF Enterprises. That there is Weekend Trav. <laughs> that there is B Money, aka Producer. Thanks for joining us. God bless.